the devotional podcast ministry of Bible Fellowship Church. Let's Talk is designed to give you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. There are a lot of words we commonly use that require clarification because they can be understood in so many different ways. The word I'm thinking of today is like that, the word war. We use that word in a variety of ways. For example, to say we've declared war on hunger is far different than saying one nation has declared war against another. We commonly refer to a war of words, war against disease, culture wars, race wars, price wars, and of course, military wars. One thing all these phrases have in common is that opposing forces exist and they're in some sort of struggle. It might be ideological or it might be physical, but it's war all the same. Today we'll look at 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5, where Paul addressed another kind of war. Here's what the verses say. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In these few words, Paul addressed a very real and specific type war and literally gave us our marching orders. We might summarize these verses to say something like this. There's a war going on, but we've been given weapons uniquely designed for the battle. Now use those weapons to their full potential. Take prisoners of war and demand obedience. That, of course, leads us to ask, what kind of war is this? What are these weapons? How do we access them? How do we use them? Take prisoners? What does that mean? Practical questions then and now. First, let's establish the kind of war Paul is addressing. It'll help to remember the context in which Paul wrote these verses. He was addressing the believers in Corinth and was obviously not speaking of military war, but of spiritual war. It's notable that it doesn't seem like it was necessary for Paul to convince his audience that they were involved in a war. The specific spiritual war being waged, as the verses just read confirm, is literally against knowing God. Paul specifically mentions the strongholds of arguments and pretenses that invade our thinking to distort our understanding and personal knowledge of our Heavenly Father. This is a kind of war against the character of God. Is there anything more demeaning than character assassination? Essentially, this is a kind of spiritual war Paul is describing in these verses. It's interesting that this kind of war attacking God's character is not new. Here's Paul addressing this same topic to some of the earliest followers of Christ. Satan seems to know that great damage can be done by planting seeds of confusion in our minds about God's nature. What a cruel and destructive tactic. No wonder Paul uses the imagery of war. Having established the kind of war being addressed, let's note that Paul makes it very clear that we're not left to fight this war using traditional methods. What Paul seems to be emphasizing is that a spiritual war must be fought using spiritual weapons. 
but we do have weapons. God has not left us defenseless. God himself has given us spiritual weaponry against the multitudes of enemies attacking his character. Man-made weapons are useless for this kind of war. Our weapons are supernatural and have the ability to demolish strongholds, arguments, and pretensions set up against God. Knowing the nature of the weapons we've been given not only confirms the kind of war being waged, but also reminds us that we can't face this war alone. We must have God's divine help. Remember how Satan likes to work with questions like, Did God really say that? Would a loving God really mean that? That may have been true in the past, but can that really still be true? When the arguments attacking God's character fly through your mind, remember that you do not have to entertain those thoughts. Right away, call on God Himself for help. Ask the Holy Spirit to replace those thoughts with truth from His Word. Ask God to help you recognize the telltale signs of the evil one before his tactics have a chance to take effect. We have full access to the divine weapon of prayer so that we can call on God at any moment. We have the supernatural power of God's word that he's faithful to bring to mind at just the moment needed. And we have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us to help us in those moments. The imagery Paul uses is one of taking thoughts captive. At the first hint of enemy attack, don't delay. Declare that thought to be a prisoner of war. Take it captive, as Paul instructs us, to make it obedient to Christ. We'd be wise to have an arsenal of truth from God's Word memorized for just these moments so that those thoughts we have taken captive can be replaced with truth. It's what our friend Dr. Heather Clark refers to as truthing, speaking the truth in your heart. Let's not forget, this is a spiritual war going on that attacks the very character of God. But we've been given weapons, spiritual weapons, uniquely designed for the battle. Now use those weapons to their full potential to replace the thoughts that attack with truth from God himself. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord God, that you've not left us to fight any spiritual battle on our own. Thank you for the gift of prayer. Thank you that we have your spirit living within us to help remind us of what's true. And thank you for the way you bring your word to mind at just the moment it's most needed. We confess our deep need of you every day. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for Let's Talk. Remember, come what may, spiritual wars are only one with spiritual weapons.